Good, good, good. So the summer crowd is here. All right. When the other people come back from the vacation, we're going to let them know what kind of a, a good time we had, right? <laughs> well, um, when I was asking God what to talk to you guys about, and he told me to talk to you about confessions. And I have a question for you. What do you confess? What do you confess? So I guess with a title like that, I guess I got to come clean. I got a few confessions of my own. So I got to tell you that uh, it's been fun. Pastor Brett's been gone, you know. Um, I, I've been, like, telling people what to do. You know what it is, right? Like, I'm like, hey. <laughs> um, so my confession is that whenever Pastor Brett's not here, I go into his office and I sit in his chair and I pretend I'm him. <laughs> okay, so people be coming, they come into the doors or whatever, trying and calling, making calls or whatever. They come in, they're coming up, and I'm just like, uh, do you think I have time for you? Um, I'm working on my message, okay? I'm about the Lord's business. There's some calls this week, and I was just like, oh, Pastor Mandy, Pastor Mandy came back, right? I was like, Pastor Mandy, I really, I've got I've to be working on my message, and then I go into Pastor Brett's office, as I hide away, everybody's coming in, she's dealing with all the chaos and the madness, and I'm just laughing. <laughs> no, that's not true, I don't sit in Pastor Brett's desk. I'd like to, but uh, no, 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 I, I, I love people, even though I'm an introvert, I love people, I love when you guys come by, say hi, pray for me, talk to me, I love it. And I love this church. It's a great body. Isn't this a good church? Isn't this a good church? Amen. God is good. So I was looking online for some funny confessions. And I'm just going to share a few funny confessions that I found. Okay? I like this one. Sometimes I sit from my phone at the end of an email. Sometimes I type sent from my phone at the end of an email when I'm really at my computer so that I can get away with a short reply. <laughs> okay, okay, here's another one. This person said, I tripped over nothing and face-planted the floor entering an interview. I never got the job as I was told I was overqualified. Here's another one. I didn't sleep well last night, so I made my coffee this morning with Red Bull instead of water. I got halfway to work before I realized I forgot my car. <laughs> Woo, I liked that one. And I got one more for you. <clears throat> if you ever feel stupid, remember that one time my twin brother forgot my birthday. <laughs> so these are confessions. They're anonymous. I don't know if they're real or not, but they're online. And I thought I'd share those with you. So... First of all, you all know what confession is, right? We know the typical definition. Uh, if you look up in the dictionary, it says, you got that on there, the definition? It says, to acknowledge or avow a fault, crime, misdeed, weakness, by way of revelation, to own or admit as true. You know, I must confess that I haven't read the book. <clears throat> so we all know that type of confession, right? But today I want to talk to you about a few things that God was telling me to talk to you about. In James 5.16, it says, 
There it is. Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. <laughs> in the, uh, that's the New King James Version. In the King James Version, it says, confess your faults one to another. So a few things that I want to come off and, and explain with this. <clears throat> the first thing is it's not easy. It's not easy to tell your faults to somebody that you know. It's easy when it's anonymous, when you don't know somebody. It's easy to tell them they don't know you. You're never going to see them again. You can tell them what's wrong with you, and they might not think nothing of it. But once you, when you're telling someone you know, it's a little bit harder. See, there's this fear of rejecting. There's a fear of embarrassment. <clears throat> so for this reason, it's not a common practice what we need to do first before we can share our faults is we need to become vulnerable. But before we can become vulnerable, we have to take the time to really get to know someone. We have to establish relationship. See, at King's Corner, we have Connect Nights, and we, the pastoral team, we go through these and we think about these Connect Nights. Actually, we spend a lot of time on them. Because our goal is not, not that we do the things for us, even though we have a lot of fun, I'm telling you. We always do stuff that we love. <laughs> but we have these connect nights so that we can connect with each of you and you can connect with the person sitting beside you or the person sitting behind you or the person sitting across from you. See? Because it's important as the body of God that we have relationship. See, we don't confess to just anyone. You might be close with other people. You might have a relative that you're close with. You might have a friend that you're close with. But if they're not Christians, we don't confess to them. The word says confess one another. He's talking to the church, right? So we've got to confess to other believers. Now, I know it's not a common practice, but this is not to embarrass us but to help us. Studies have shown that when you speak or write a confession, that it's good for you physically, it's good for you emotionally, and it's good for you psychologically. You see, when you confess your, your, your trespasses to another person, a pressure is lifted. You see, a weight is lifted off of your back because there's no more fear. There's no more shame, Right? But the devil doesn't say that. The devil wants you to hold on to those sins. He wants you to keep on to those sins so that he can have his grip of you of shame and fear and that you're so worried what people will think that you get consumed with that fear and you don't tell anybody. And then you're walking your Christian life all by yourself. And that's not what God wants for you. God wants to set you free from that fear and condemnation. Amen? The third thing that we can understand from this verse is that there's healing. You see, we see a correlation between sin and sickness in the Bible. In Matthew 9, verses 2, it says, Then behold, they brought to him, and they're talking about Jesus, a paralytic lying on a bed. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, be of good, be of good cheer, your sins are forgiven you. In that definition, is it sin or is it sickness? You go a little bit further, it says in Matthew 9, 3 to 5, 
And at once some of the scribes said within themselves, this man blasphemes. But Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, why do you think evil in your hearts? For which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven you, or to say, arise and walk? Which one's easier? If you're dealing with sin, sickness, God wants you to be healed. If you're sick, is there sin in your life? That's a question you have to ask. The only other thing that we know is there's, there's sin causing sickness and there's glory. There's one more thing. is glory. You see, you might be going through your sickness to give God glory. You might think this sickness is too much. It's too much for me. But it's not too much for God. He knows your end. He knows your beginning. And he is able to heal you. But have you given it to him? Or are you holding on to it for yourself? See, in Matthew 9, 3, verse 5, there's a culmination of faith. When a body of believers get together and pray for each other, things start to happen. We, become to, we start to become a force to reckon with. You see, the world doesn't understand the things of the church. But when we get together and we start praying for each other, things start to happen. Things start to happen. We need to be in prayer for each other. We need to pray more and more and more every single day. It's not enough just on Sunday. It's not enough just once a week. We need to be praying for each other. How are we going to be healed if we're not praying for each other? How are we going to overcome our addictions if we're not praying for each other? How are we going to speak and share God's testimony if we're not praying for each other? We've got to connect, church. We've got to connect. The second thing that I think that God's saying that he wants us to do is to confess the Bible. What does that mean? What do you mean confess the Bible? Well, there's this thing in the Greek. It says, it's the, the word confess is homologio. And it comes from two words, uh, homoyu and lego. And it means together and to speak to a conclusion. See, this... <laughs> Funny thing I'm going to share with you in a minute. This word lego, <laughs> in the Greek, it means to speak to in conclusion. And in Latin, it says, I put together. <laughs> I put together. I want you to remember that. But another word for confession is to, to agree. To agree with. Right? I'm going to tell you a little story. I'm glad Shaddy came in here today, this morning. I bought a bunch of Lego a few years ago. <clears throat> Someone was selling Lego, and my wife told me. She's just like, oh, there's this Lego. Someone's getting rid of their collection. Oh, man. And I was just like, what? We should go see. And we went and see, and, and this, this uh, grandmother, she was selling one of her grandkids' Lego because they wanted money for, I can't remember if it was a car or whatever it was. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. You've got lots of bags here. She's like, yeah, I split up the whole collection, and I put them in bags. I said, wait a minute, what did you do? I said, I broke up the stuff. There's lots of stuff. There's Star Wars stuff. And I just put them all in these different bags. I was like, how much of it did you sell already? She's like, only two bags. I said, I'll take the rest. 
I was just like, oh, two bags, okay, at least it's only two bags. I said, I'll take the rest. And she was super nice, and she's like, she gave it to me for dirt cheap, and I was so happy, and I, so I was really happy and excited. So I went home with that Lego, and we, I started going through it. And me and Shaddy were going through it. And um, Shaddy, he loves his Lego, my goodness. And uh, he is good. He is really good at putting stuff together and building stuff. And um, he's, he's better than, way better than I am. I'm not even going to lie. He can build stuff and his, his imagination just goes. So he was, one day I was like, what you doing? And he's like, oh, I'm separating the leg. And I'm like, okay, wh- why are you taking that and putting it there? He's just like, oh, it's not real Lego, Dad. And I said, what, what, pardon? And he said, well, there's Lego, but some of these, there's some other stuff mixed in here. And it's not real Lego. And I said, well, is it, can it be used? He's like, yeah, it can be used. Like with the it's other stuff, like if you put the separate stuff together, it works with this stuff, but it doesn't really work with Lego. See, it, it doesn't fit the same. It, uh, it doesn't, it's not as strong. It, 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 it kind of will break. Um, and I was like, okay. So from that point on, we started separating our Lego. We have our Lego bins, and then we have the other Lego, or not the other Lego, the color bricks. So we have the Lego, and we have the color bricks. The color bricks, we play, play together, lots of great sets and different things, and then the Lego together, uh, the Lego with the Lego. <clears throat> Where am I getting at here? I'm getting at the Lego and the color bricks, they don't mix. They're compatible, but they're not the same. You don't hear me. Some of you have been claiming you're Christian, but you've been letting some of the counterfeit in. You've been mixing the real with the fake. You've been mixing the things of the world with the things of God. You start mixing the things of the world with your walk, and soon you start talking like the world. You start confessing the wrong things. You'll be like, oh, my life is bad. Oh, I keep messing up. I can't seem to do anything right. Oh, this pandemic is terrible. I'm afraid of what's going to happen next. Oh, I'm so lonely. Why won't anybody talk to me? But why would anybody want to spend time with me? Oh, I don't have strength. I don't know how I'm going to quit this addiction. You see, when you mix with the world, you start confessing the wrong things. You need to spend some time in the word of God. You spend some time in the word of God. Sometimes you need to confess, confess to your spirit. And when you're weak, you can say Romans 8, 37, say I am more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ. <laughs> when you're struggling with failure, you can read Philippians 4, 13, and you can say I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And when you're fearful, you can read Psalms 23. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy strength, they comfort me. Woo! You're feeling a little bit of problems with self-esteem? You can read Psalms 139, 14. I am fearfully and wonderfully made, and my soul knows that well. You're feeling anxious? You can turn to Philippians 4, 6 through 7. Be anxious for nothing, but through prayer and supplication, make your requests known to God, and the peace of God which surpasses understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. See, when you start confessing the word, things start to happen. 
You don't look at the world the same. Everything starts to look different. You start confessing the word in your life and see how things change. I challenge you to go to work and just start speaking the word. You start speaking the word out loud. You start praying the word out loud. What's going to happen? What do you confess, church? Hallelujah. Mm. Say to your neighbor, don't mix in the counterfeit. Before I go on, this isn't saying that Lego is better than anything else if you have other brands. (laughs) All I'm saying is they're different, okay? But I'm using that as an illustration. (laughs) See, when we confess the word... It changes our external environment. It reveals who God is and it points us to him. We understand that he's the father of creation. He is sovereign and judges the fate of man. But you know what? It tells us that he's a loving God. John 3.16, and you probably know this one well. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him, should not perish, but have everlasting life. See that verse right there talks about the love of God and it shows us how we can be in right relationship with the Father. You can't get to the Father without coming to the Son. (laughs) And that's my third point. We should confess Jesus. (laughs) We sung it this morning, didn't we? That's right. Confess Jesus. Declare him as Lord. Someone asks you, oh, who is this Jesus? Who is this? This uh, Jesus that you say is, you know, he's your Lord or you worship him. When they ask you that, you know, you tell them you got an answer. He's the lily of the valley. (laughs) He's the bright and morning star. He's the sin taker, the demon crusher. (laughs) He is the hope giver. He is always present in the help and the help of time of trouble. He is always with us, so we call him Emmanuel. He is the great one. His name is Counselor. His name is Prince of Peace. He is the water walker, the storm quieter. He's the way maker, the miracle worker, the promise keeper, the light in the dark. Darkness. He is the resurrection and the life. Church, once you get to know who Jesus is, once you get to know who Jesus is, you can't help but confess him. You can't help but share him with the world. You can't help. You should be having banners saying, I've got Jesus. I've got the keys to eternity. Follow me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, you can't be working with people for years and they don't know you were Christian. You can't be walking around and people don't know that you're different. You can't mix with them. Your confession has got to be your confession. I'm a child of God. The word says, God says that he'll spew that hypocrisy out of his mouth he doesn't want that Jesus is returning for a spotless bride 
but not one that looks like the world, not one that talks like the world, acts like the world, gets offended like the world. But thanks be to God that he is a God of second chances, amen? If you are here today and you hear my voice, there's still hope. (laughs) If you have a friend who needs Jesus, there's still hope today. It's not too late. Because there's going to be a time when our Lord and Savior cracks that sky. Are we just coming to church because it's a popcorn thing? We're having that popcorn, we get, oh, that was good. And then we go home back to our life. Is that what we're about? We've got to confess those things out loud. Confess it to the world. The world needs you. The world needs Jesus. Amen. It's not enough to say Jesus is the Lord, but we must surrender to him. If the worship team will come up. If there's anybody here today. And you don't know who Jesus is. Today is your day. If there's any of you here, you've been, you've been fighting this. You've been trying to share your faith, just, but you just haven't been able to do it yet. You want to take things to the next level. Today is your day. I don't know about you, but every single day that I'm a Christian, I want, to be, I want more. Because I know that in me, I'm weak. I'll tell you right now, I can't do it. Some days I know it's the Lord, only the Lord, why I can get through things. Don't try to do it to yourself. Don't try to do it by yourself. Confess your faults one to another in the church. Confess the word. Spend time in the word. Confess Jesus. (laughs) Romans 10.9 says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. (laughs) God loves you. God loves you and he wants you to be a part of his family. He died for all the sins of the world, for everybody. We've got to share that light. We've got to confess that to the world. If we start confessing that to the world, people won't be able to stay in this building. It'll be too packed out. Wouldn't that be something? Confess the word. If there's anybody here who wants to take things to another level, can I see your hands? You want to share more, and you want more, Jesus. Let me see your hands. Thank you. Thank you. If there's anybody who does not 
know who Jesus is, let me see your hands. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to say this prayer. Everybody, this is a prayer for everybody, so everybody can say this, okay? Just repeat after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner, and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe that you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I ask that you come into my heart. I ask that you come into my life and take control. I turn away from my sin. I turn away from my past. And I ask you to help me and to lead me so that my life might be pleasing to you. Give me the strength to confess you to the world. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. That's it, church. What do you confess today, tomorrow? What do you confess? The praise and worship team the um, can come up. The worship team, the, thank you, the prayer team. <laughs> worship team's already up here. Could come up as well. They'll be here to pray for you. Let's just spend some time in worship.